Welcome to the Dear Beloved Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Dear beloved, welcome back to the podcast. I am joined today by an amazing get, uh, guest and gift. Wow. Ah, my mind was just putting the both of those words together. Um, Shalini. Um, I met Shalini this past October. And let me tell you, when her friendship came into my life, it's just been better ever since. So, <laughs> Shal, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Well, I was going to say, man, I haven't even started talking yet. Look at my eyes are getting hot. <laughs> man, uh, friendship is a true gift with you too. It's mutual. Uh, my name is Shalini. I'm so glad to be here with you, Laura Jean. Thanks for inviting me. Um, who am I? I am a mom, a wife, um, also a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition coach, and I do all of that from home virtually. And it has been the greatest blessing and gift, um, a back, back, back story. And I'm sure we'll chat more about this uh, today. I keep looking over here because all my notes are over here. But um, backstory is that I actually graduated from law school knowing that my deepest heart's desire was to work in women's health and wellness. So kind of my journey and a lot of my story and a lot of who I am is because of um, right? What the world tells us we need to be doing and what we should be doing and all the boxes we need to be checking off when the reality of who we are is really like founded and rooted in the Lord. Um, so that's who I am just trying to follow his lead. And it's been a beautiful, beautiful ride. That's amazing. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So in October, when I met you, um, you told me something that has stayed with me every day. <laughs> I mean, you told me a lot of things, <laughs> but one thing in particular was I, I was like at this place where I was, you know, at the crux of like a lot of decisions. And I said, what am I to do about all of these? And you sat there very calmly and you said, well, where is the peace leading you? And I was like, well, that's profound. <laughs> so um, I would love to hear like in your words, like what can you tell us about following peace? Like what does that mean? Yeah, I think the root of all of that is that peace is a person, right? It's Jesus. And I think sometimes in our human brains and hearts, it's easier to conceptualize the feeling of peace rather than like the person of Jesus sitting next to me telling me where to go, right? Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. to me, um, following the peace, is just this recognition that God uses all of who we are to lead us more towards who he is. So, right, our intellect, our emotion, um, our bodies, our, our souls, our hearts, our thoughts. And so going where the peace is, right, we can like feel anxiety. We know what stress feels like in our body. And we know also that our God is not a God of stress, our God of is not a God of rushing around. Our God is not a God of checklists or to do's, but our God is a God of peace. And we were created to live in peace and for peace. Um, and so all of that to say, I think really 
sitting in prayer time with him in recognizing like peace to me is yes the person of christ but like tangibly speaking peace is calm peace Mm -hmm. is freedom Um, we know where jesus is there too is freedom and so peace is this um acknowledgement that i am not created to write to be in the world but not of the world and so living from that place of like yeah like even sharing with you like okay well where is the peace we know that the evil one is comes to destroy and to uproot and like to create chaos but god is the complete opposite so even in sharing Mm -hmm. with you that day i'm like okay well where's the peace like we can rest in that knowing that wherever is most peaceful maybe we don't know the whole big picture but we can Mm -hmm. quite frequently feel the peace or know where the peace is in that first next step wow (laughs) you just put it very succinctly it's funny that you say peace is a person because this uh advent i did the blessed is she um advent journal reflection thing and it was called peace has a name ah mm. yeah and it was going through the whole thing of like christ is peace and when we experience his peace it's because we're experiencing him and that whole you know thought that you just shared with us that i don't know it was a cool way to like to see that because peace has always been so so pivotal for me but i hadn't ever put those words to it Mm. that you know peace has a name or that peace like christ is peace you know yes because we hear like the prince of peace but like he is peace as well and i love that you shared too um that where there is peace there's freedom yes which we were created for but we forget (laughs) oh we forget that all the time (laughs) or we were like redefine it right like oh freedom is this this and this when freedom is not typically the easy thing um Mm -hmm. yeah so interesting yeah it is it's fascinating um so how has following this piece or following peace in general influenced your life? Profoundly. Um, it's crazy to think back to when I, when I was in relationship with the Lord and right, like having my daily prayer time, but not really like kind kind of compartmentalizing that. Um, and just like, okay, kind of checking, okay, Jesus, you are the to do this to do list that like got checked off the box today. Um, and slowly, but surely him chipping away at my own heart and, um, and transforming it into this place where my relationship with him is bleeding into literally every area of my life. So Mm -hmm. at some point, I think that that relationship that bleeds into every area of life provides and produces peace. And when peace is like penetrating every area of your life. You can't sit still. Like you have to, you know, when there's not peace because you're experiencing so much peace, not because the world is perfect or your life is perfect or there are, you know, zero challenges, but because there are challenges and you're still okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're still moving forward. And so 
just getting to that point, particularly in law school. So I I started law school in 2014 and it was kind of like the thing that I was quote unquote supposed to do. Um, And I'm so grateful for my education and I would not trade it for the world, but I just knew even during that time, like this is not, I'm not called to be a practicing attorney. Like I know what my gifts and my skills and my abilities are. I know where my soul feels and comes alive. Um, and all of that was in within women's ministry and health and wellness and just like sitting in a classroom and learning all these things I was so grateful for, but knowing like my deepest heart's desires are to work with other women, encourage them on their journeys, be a stay at home mom and wife, but also contribute substantially to our family. Like I was really asking God, like, how are all these things going to jive together? Like, how is this all this? None of this makes sense. How is this all going to work out? And I just like sometimes you just sense on your heart or in your mind, like, like I will give you peace, like wherever the peace is, just go. Um, mm-hmm. And so really it was like out of practice that my life transformed little by little. And that peace, yeah, really did like cover everything because I just kept taking one step forward in the peace that I felt or sensed. So a lot of coming out of law school and graduating was chaotic or felt chaotic in the worldly sense because people would ask like where are you going to work next or where are you going to practice or you know what big law firm are you going to and i felt chaotic outside but internally just knew that i was called somewhere else and so your question getting back to that like how has kind of following the piece changed your life like had i refused to acknowledge that I was created for more than just a checkbox. And had I refused to acknowledge that um, I didn't have to do like the, this, then this, then this, then this, which I think a lot of us sometimes can feel pressure to do and really allowed God's freedom to come in and say like, hey, Shaw, like I created you for something expansive that you can't quite see yet that is out there, but I just need you to follow me and trust and surrender everything. Um, I would have been a practicing attorney. Like I would have done it. I just would have gone Mm -hmm. through the motions, but it really was that surrender and yeah, his pervading peace that just like, just one step. Like I think a lot of times we think like, okay, well I'm right here right now and I want to be all the way over there. So I have to take these giant leaps and these giant bounds when God, we know this, he's like, we walk by faith and not by sight. Like just one step in active faith, just another step in active faith and another and another. And before you know it, your life looks completely different <laughs> um, so in the different. best and most beautiful ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I I mean, just what courage it took to, to, to know in that moment, that's not only what wasn't going to make you happy, but to have the courage to say, I'm choosing something else. Because like you said, with the chaos of the outside world, so often we let that answer our, our decision for us. That like, whatever's going to make the, the crazy less crazy, (laughs) right? Whatever's going to calm everything down or, or even like in ourselves, I even felt like you were, ta- when you were talking, like what a gift you were able to, to know that there was peace outside of that, 
because a lot of times when there's something that that I'm not supposed to do, it's not that I feel peace pulling me in a different direction. It's that I just feel unpeaceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm just like, something's off here, right? And like to be so attuned to our internal um, being that we know what to listen, like how to work through those thoughts and emotions and feelings and thoughts and get back to a place where we can receive the peace because we can often just fill our hearts and our minds with busyness or our own plans or our own control than to leave space for God's plan and his peace. Yes. Amen. I I don't think you could have put that any better. And it makes me think of how humble peace leads us to be because my own pride and my own stubbornness and bullheadedness like really wanted to make it work like I don't want it to sound like it was just like this suddenly easy decision like okay I'm just gonna leave like it really was this internal battle of like okay I'm gonna look like a knucklehead like I started this really expensive program for a graduate degree and I'm just gonna come out of school and not use it and write all of the things we think about, like what are other people gonna think or say? Like, what are my parents gonna think or say? What about all my friends in law school that are going off to these really incredible careers? Um, And yeah, it just is like pride and ego are such, like so contrary to the peace that he desires to give us and offers us constantly. And we sometimes just have to get out of our own way um, mm-hmm. and accept and receive, like you said, receive the peace he desires because he really, God really does desire us to be fully ourselves mm-hmm. and to be in the world as light and love. And his peace will always direct us to those places. Yeah. We just have to be attuned enough to like recognize his voice as peace. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said it makes us humble because also if you look at it as Christ is peace and you look at him and his life, he was humble. And so like, it makes sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. from that perspective, but yeah, just to look at the, the life of Christ and the way that he lived his life as an example for us. I mean, there's countless things we can learn from his example. Uh, But yeah, I never necessarily thought to look at peace from that perspective. Yeah, totally. Sometimes when I'm struggling with whatever virtue it is, honestly, like any virtue and just, yeah, going back to the life of Christ or getting into scripture and just really asking the Holy Spirit, like, lead me to where you exemplified this particular thing so that I understand how I can do that too, right? In the midst of chaos, in the midst Mm of all of our responsibilities. Um, But yeah, I can, yeah, you hit the nail on the head of like, he's modeled for us everything. And sometimes we're just too busy or too proud to recognize what we're called to too and who we're called to. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, just thinking about his life, I mean, before the first miracle happened right at the wedding at Cana and his mom comes to him and says, Hey, they have no wine. And like, he didn't freak out. <laughs> like, 
you know, and he was just like, Ma, I got it. Mm-hmm. Like, I got it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, like, thinking of, like, the the crowd, and he wasn't preoccupied by the crowd being hungry. Mm-hmm. He just had this, you know, assurance and peace that he would provide for them, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously. Yep, totally. <laughs> and, like, in the Garden of Eden, like, that's one time where you're like well are you sure he was at peace but like he was like truly and just because you're at peace with something does not mean there are still things you have to work through amen or that there won't ever be pain in that decision Mm -hmm. or that there won't ever be suffering because there can be immense peace in suffering yes a hundred percent yep you know there can also be a lot of not peace and suffering you can you know be in this place where you're like avoiding it and like um you know what I mean like not letting it teach you what it is there to teach you Mm -hmm. right yes I think suffering is one of our best teachers What's up, beloved fam? It's me, Laura Jean, interrupting this episode to tell you about my flagship program, Made Beloved. Made Beloved is a proximate marriage preparation program that was designed with single individuals and dating couples in mind. When I was getting my master's in marriage and family theology, I was filled with so much gratitude that I got to study those topics as a single woman. I knew that what I was learning was changing my life not only then, but would change everything moving forward. I created this program not as a typical marriage preparation program where you already know who and when you're getting married, but more to answer the big questions of, was I made for this? What are these longings teaching me about the design of God for marriage? Is there really something that can fulfill all of these desires of my heart? And if there is, How do I start building the life that supports these beautiful design of the creator? We go over all of that and more in the 12-week Made Beloved program. Registration is now open for a limited time. I only open up registration a couple of times a year, so go to thebelovedcollective.com to sign up and to snag your spot today. That's beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. Looking for curated, beautiful paper goods and intentional products to simplify your life? Then look no further than the Beloved Co. Shop. Yes, my very own product shop is here. Each product is made with the intention of helping you live well in the present moment. Stationery to help you connect with others, desk pads to help you remember what's really important as we plan out our weeks, and so much more intentional Catholic products to help you be a saint now and prepare you well for your future. These also make excellent gifts, so if you are looking for a gift for someone special in your life, check out the Beloved Co. shop on our website, thebelovedcollective.com. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. And as always, you can find the link in our show notes. Yeah, very true. So what advice would you give to someone who's listening to this um and who wants to follow peace in their life but is scared to take that step what would you tell them yeah can I read something actually you you had asked like 
hey, how about like one of your favorite quotes? And actually this ties like yeah. directly into it. So to answer your question, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this and then I can expand on it. But this is a quote by Saint Pope John the twenty third. And it says, Consult not your fears, but your hopes and your dreams. Think not about your frustrations, but about your unfulfilled potential. Concern yourself not with what you tried and failed in, but with what is possible for you to do. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? It's so beautiful and fits this so well. So well. Which we did not coordinate that. So just like no. the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, but I think the first recognition of like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit ang anxious or tense or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, fear, um, is A, to recognize that none of those things are of the Lord. Um, and, and B, to also think about the fact that you're not alone and that whatever it is that you're feeling called to, whatever you're dreaming about, whatever those desires that are bubbling up in your heart, um, that are you know kind of in your core like man that would be incredible to do or i think that god is calling me to do this but it's going to be hard is to just recognize that it's okay that it's going to be hard like mm -hmm. um and i think our conversation about peace can maybe make it seem like peace is so easy just like wish your way to like it's not like that like you can have the both and kind of what you were saying laura jean it's like just because you're at peace doesn't necessarily mean that right everything is perfect Sometimes it just means that you have to call upon the Holy Spirit to give you the supernatural courage to take that first step towards peace mm -hmm. and to keep doing that. And so that's one piece of advice that I would give somebody that's like, man, like, how do I even start is ask the Holy Spirit for supernatural courage and then mm -hmm. spend time with Jesus in prayer, intentional prayer time. And it doesn't have to be an hour of adoration every single day. Like it can be. 10 minutes of an intentional part of your morning or evening or afternoon, like whenever you can be intentional, right? I always like saying that, like, you wouldn't set a coffee date up for a friend with a friend and then just not show up, right? So mm -hmm. when you set the intention, like, Jesus, I want to get to know you more. I want to and desire to live in your peace, like, show me how, he's going to want to talk to you about it. <laughs> and so we got to create space to allow him to talk to us about it. Mm -hmm. So those are the first yes. two things that I'd say is like, we got to be intentional about our prayer time and then ask the Holy Spirit for supernatural courage because you will receive it. <laughs> you will. Yeah. I love that. And I love that the quote has what not to do, but also replaces what not to do with what to do. Because I think so often we can be like, well, we'll don't do that. We'll don't do that. We'll don't do that without any direction of what to do instead. Mm -hmm. Like as a really simple example, it's like, we'll stop wasting time, stop wasting time, stop wasting time. Get off Netflix, get off sure. of TikTok, get off of, you know, social media, stop wasting your time. But what is the alternative? Like, what are we replacing that time with if we're not being taught or practicing how to have leisure time or we're not practicing or being taught how to grow in community and cultivate that then what are we to do with our time mm -hmm. like honestly yep yep totally you know, so i i love that that he says that in the quote of like don't think about these things 
but think about these things. Mm -hmm. Like, think about the dreams that you have. Think about the things that are going well and let that fuel you. Uh, I need that quote every day. Yes, um, I will send it to you. Tape it to my mirror, tape it to <laughs> my phone. <laughs> you need to like make little prayer cards with the quote or something and then- Yes. <laughs> I will be the first shopper for those. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's an important thing. Like you were saying that it's the both and it's the, the both, the peace can be so healing and, and unlike anything else that you've ever experienced, that's like balm to the soul, mm -hmm. but there can also exist in that space longing or suffering or the the problem that was there in the first place is still there. Yes. You just now have the ability to do something about it. Yes. Amen. Or to get through it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that, even hearing you say that makes me think of Callan. She's our daughter who's four. And it makes me think of she, well, she's running outside and she falls over, skins her knee. And I, or my husband, Matt, am right there beside her to pick her up and say, it's okay. And just to hold her and let her cry. And it's not when we pick her up that her suddenly her knee stops bleeding. Like her knee's still bleeding. Mm -hmm. She's still crying, but there's so much peace and comfort for her simply because her mom or her dad or both of us are right there with her. And I think that's such an, like, it, that's just like the ideas that were coming to my mind in a very practical sense and applicable sense that when we recall in our suffering that Jesus is here too, right? He was in the garden. Um, he did suffer to the point of shedding blood, right? Like we know these things, but so often we don't necessarily pause long enough to remember that like Jesus is right here with me and is offering mm -hmm. his hand um, to comfort me in this time too. It doesn't mean that his presence takes everything away, um, but even just the recognition that he's there with us can be so comforting and bring so much peace. Yeah, totally. If you had to, you know, redo anything in your life, mm. like, like, do you think you would ever regret following peace at any point? No way. <laughs> not once. I got a little shiver in my whole body when you said that. And I was like, <laughs> there's not a chance. And yeah, and it's been incredible too. just like the journey it's been following him in peace, right? Peace is a person going back to that. I never would have envisioned my life to look like this because my dreams weren't big enough, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And it has been hard and challenging and there has been struggle and suffering, but there has also been incredible peace, like an overflowing abundance of mm -hmm. peace, um, beauty, truth, goodness, like in a way that I could never have just done on my own had I just mm -hmm. gritted my way through what I thought I needed to do. Um, yeah, no regrets. Hashtag no regrets. And, Is that what kids say still? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I think that was like 2012. Oh, wow. <laughs> Getting old over here. <laughs> no, but I think that like, oh, that's a really good point that you just brought up. And it's like, 
if if you didn't like it's so hard because it's like I feel like with the Lord we have this grip on our life right this we have an idea that we want to do and so often before he reveals something big for us he often first humbles us like I see this in your story I see this in my story of like you know, being on a a path with a trajectory of like, this is how it's going to go. And then something huge comes along, completely takes you out of that path, humbles you down (laughs) until, until you're like, what, what, who am I anymore? And then he slowly starts building that up. And, and it's, it's beautiful to see that. Yeah. Like you said, it's bigger, like, you couldn't have dreamed big enough. Like, I could not imagine that we would be here talking and recording a podcast. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. it's just, it is it is crazy that it, the Lord really, truly has good plans for us. And we can hear that. And, you know, some people might argue that that scripture passage is overused, right? Um, I don't think that's the case. But if you're, if you're seeing that, without any, if you're hearing that phrase just without anything to back it up with, Mm -hmm. it could be a little bit like, oh, don't tell me that again because I don't see it. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're in that moment, (laughs) embrace it because he often humbles before he opens the floodgates, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Totally. And that like, and if, and if, frankly, if I didn't experience peace in that, first part in that humbling part in that suffering part then I might have a little bit of a bigger head and think that this is I did I had a bigger hand in this now do you know what I mean absolutely but that that peace in both seasons I think is important there to keep us small and humble like we already chatted about yes yes amen yeah and Right, like before the tree or the flower bush can continue to grow for seasons and seasons and seasons, like it must be pruned. Um, mm. So it needs to be cut back in order to really produce the fruit it was created to produce. And so, so were we. <laughs> oh, yes, we were. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I would would love to have you read that quote again if you're willing yes absolutely so again it was from saint pope john the 23rd says consult not your fears but your hopes and your dreams think not about your frustrations but about your unfulfilled potential concern yourself not with what you tried and failed in but with what is possible for you to do it's so beautiful. Amen. Mic drop on that one. It's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. And I just hope that that is encouragement for anyone listening today that, you know, there's some times where you just really get stuck in the negativity and you just really get stuck in your shortcomings and your failings. And I know a lot of women listen to this podcast. So if you're out there, you know what I'm talking about. But seriously, we can get stuck in this, um, and it's always a good reminder and encouragement of what to do differently, and I just encourage you to 
hold on to this quote and give it a try. Like, just give it a try. See what might come of it. <laughs> Amen. Give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us here, Shal. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me over on Instagram at PrayTrainGrow. That's probably the easiest place to find me. Or you could email me at PrayTrainGrow33 at gmail.com. Amazing. And I would highly recommend following her and or reaching out to her and or making her your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all the friends. Come my way. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me to be here with you. Thanks for tuning into the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow along at the Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. 